High Vibe Nation is live. Welcome to the High Vibe Nation, where we have set out to raise the vibration of every human being on the planet. Your hosts on this journey are Sherry Gideons. So let's join them now in their current interview with a high vibing individual. Hello and welcome to High Vibe Nation, the number one positive media show focused on raising the vibe of the planet, a space for you to remember the power within you. It's a love revolution. And today I want to welcome my special guest, Daniel Gomez. He is an award-winning keynote speaker, business coach, executive coach, corporate trainer, and podcast of the year recipient. Daniel speaks and coaches at events all over the world, and his passion is to elevate businesses and entrepreneurs to achieve their true potential through training and coaching programs. Daniel has empowered clients to build epic success in their personal and professional lives. He is international best-selling author of You Were Born to Fly, a book written to inspire and give people the high performance habits and confidence needed to be the leaders of their own industry. Daniel's high energy and ability to unlock the untapped potential in people have made him a highly sought out speaker and trainer for top organizations, including US Air Force. And he was honored with the best of 2019 and 2020 awards for his training and confidence coaching. Him and his wife, Mary Gomez, believe in giving back and support women whose lives have been impacted by breast cancer through their 501c3 nonprofit the Mary Strong Foundation. Daniel is a true professional and easy to work with. And I am so happy to welcome Daniel to the show. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? I'm excited to be here, man. I was like, who's that guy you're introducing there? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, isn't that awesome? You know, it's like even when I get introduced, you know, and, and, and share the heart of who I am. I mean, I just feel my heart well up when when I hear people share about, you know, who I am in my story. How about you? Sometimes we don't realize how much we've accomplished. And I say that humbly, right? Because at the end of 2020, I almost broke my foot and I, I, I thought I didn't have the year I wanted. But once I reflected back, Sherry, it was amazing just what God had done in my life. And it was amazing. And I think we really have to take more time to really celebrate our successes and really just bring them in and embrace them to a new level. I agree. Absolutely. And so I always love to start out with a specific question for the show. And so my question to you is, what does it mean to be high vibe to you? Well, to be high vibe is to always be seeing the opportunity. See, we live, we, we live in a world that's, that's made of abundance, but we're so programmed to focus on the scarcity. When you're high vibe, you see the good in every situation. You see opportunity, right? You see yeah. it from a perspective of there's more than enough customers. There's more than enough business. There's more than enough everything out there. The thing is, we never we don't focus on that more than enough because on a lower frequency, you focus on what's missing, on the complaining, on the negativity. But when you're high vibe, there's good in every situation. And I just want to 
let your audience know that we're going to have an amazing time today. And I want to let you know, we're going to bring that high vibe today, baby. <laughs> and you know Woo! what? That's what this show is all about. And, and you know what? I love that over the top energy that you're bringing forward into this because we want to hear about you. We want you to share with us today a little bit more about Daniel Gomez's story and how you got started in inspiring other people. You know, it started four years ago when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I want you to imagine you have everything you want. You have a great title. You're prominent in your industry, running a multi-million dollar corporations. And then next thing you know, you get that phone call at work. And all of a sudden, you can't even understand what your wife is saying. You can't understand a word she's saying because she's crying and sobering so bad. And all I heard, I finally said, hey, just chill out. Let me, I, I can't understand what you're saying. And all I heard was the word breast cancer, Sherry. Mm. And when I heard that word breast cancer, it just changed my whole, like, I hadn't, I hadn't never had a dear eyed look in such a long time that I didn't know what to say. And I just said, go home. And as I was driving home, I didn't, I didn't know what to say because it did, at that moment, my title, my prominence, no matter how much money we had in the bank, no matter that our house was paid off. It wasn't going to save my wife because I was put in a situation where I didn't have the solution because no matter what the finances weren't going to save her stage study breast cancer. And as I was driving home, Sherry, I clearly remember looking at the speedometer and, and I just remember God saying, son, the check engine light on your life has been on for so long. You just haven't been paying. No, you haven't been paying attention. And how many times in our own car, Sherry, do does the check engine light come on and we ignore it, we ignore it. And all of a sudden, the motor blows out and we're like, hey, what happened? What's going on? And we just ignore that check engine light in our life. And I was finally put in a situation where that check engine light was not going to turn off. And I had to answer the call. And that's the first time that I really just felt lost in my life in a long time. And I ended up resigning because my wife, after we went to the doctors and everything was said, she made a decision to have a double mastectomy and that was her decision. And just that's where our journey started. That was the starting point, Sherry. Wow. Wow. And, and, and I can relate with so many levels on, on, you know, being impacted by a diagnosis. Um, you know, I've had two near death experiences myself and I had a second near death, um, about one week after the delivery of twins and they came back and they said that I was going to die in six months without a heart transplant. But already God had been working heavily in my life um, because I had, you know, another check engine light come on in my life, you know, through the pro bodybuilding industry in 1997. And, and it was in that experience that I was shown my purpose. And it's so fast forward to the second experience, I was able to really utilize my faith and my trust and my surrender. So when I hear a story like that, you know, and you share like that, it brings it, my heart opens up so deeply and wide, because I know what it feels like to to be in a situation like that. And then all of a sudden you're taking on a journey of, you know, the next step and the <laughs> next step and the next step. Yes. And it's, it's scary. So many people wait for the perfect conditions, the perfect situations. They wait for everything to be perfect. And you can't start an entrepreneur journey. You can't start a business waiting for everything to be perfect. You want to have an idea. You want to have a foundation, but you got to act in spite of the imperfection. And so many of us we don't do anything because we're waiting for that perfect moment. And that's where failure steps in. 
Yeah. And that's why I'm really looking forward to sharing this topic about how to win in business and life, you know, because there's so many people out here right now, you know, with the COVID and what really initiated that and how it's brought so many people back to, you know, getting more clear about what their purpose is and, you know, where their next direction is. Do they stay in a nine to five job or do they really go out there and pursue what lights their heart up, what lights their life up? And so, I want to start out with by asking you, what is your chief definite, definite purpose in life? And how did you discover that? I discovered it. I don't want to say by accident, but I think just everything that we went through, there was, I was so full of myself. I didn't realize it. And once I got myself out of my own way, I really started seeing that the grander picture was serving a bigger audience because I did have a hundred employees that I was responsible for Sherry, but I felt like God said, why do you want to impact hundreds when you can impact hundreds of thousands or millions? And I really embraced that. And I think just walking forward and really just seeing a bigger vision for my life, because this is the truth, right? Most of us undervalue who we are. Most of us undervalue. And we fit, there's, a, there, there's a point in our life as we start to grow, as we start to get that next level of influence and, and prominence that we don't embrace it. And we don't embrace it because we feel unworthy. And we feel undeserving. And that's one of the main things that, that stops a, a person, right? Because think about this. As an entrepreneur, you're the business. As a small business owner, you're the business. And as a leader goes, the business goes. And many of these businesses are failing or not, not succeeding because they just, they're, they're not acting. They're not doing anything because they're not fixing themselves. And mm -hmm. they need a, the, the owner needs to be fixed in order for the business to be fixed. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So what is your advice on on an expectations of a leader just getting started? And how do you help them tap into vision within themselves? Well, this is it, right? You asked me how to my chief definite purpose. I think when I really yeah. got myself out of the way, I realized that there was that all my limitations were self imposed. And, and, and to find my chief definite purpose, there really, there's no limits there. When you realize there is no limit, like one of my mentors told me at one time, he was like, Daniel, right. Why do we say think outside the box? I was like, well, I don't know. He goes, well, who says there's a darn box to begin with? Right. And that's the great Dr. James Denley. He taught me that he's like, well, right. Our, our, our thinking is so jaded and, and, and it, we think that our perspective is right. And it's not. So I found right. my chief definite purpose when I said, I can really make, I'll go out there. Cause when I started my entrepreneur journey, it was, to, it was to be a motivational speaker. And the first time I already spoke and had the military just on their feet, I was like, wow, I can do this. And that really gave me the confidence that I needed. I was like, if I can impact and train the United States air force, who can I not impact? And that really right. gave me my purpose. Cause when you, I'll tell you one thing, there's one thing to see a teacher cry, or it's one thing to see a student cry, or it's one thing to see a, uh, an association, right? These professionals cry. But when you see somebody that's an officer, E7, E8 in the United States Air Force, mm -hmm. break down in tears after your speech, you're like, wow, there must be something here. And I realized after I had a, just some one-on-ones with some of the people there at the, at the auditorium on the Air Force base, it's how many people are in uniform that are so stern. And then next thing you know, they never release those emotions that they suppress them over and over. I said, if the military needs help, right? I get it. I get it. They're, they're trained that way. But by human beings, we need to release those emotions or if not, they contaminate our body. And it's like, that's where those symptoms of and sicknesses of diabetes and cancer come in because we suppress all that and we never release them because we're taught, oh, 
men don't cry or all these lies that we come to believe. And like the military, they have to be tough. I get it. But yeah. they're not allowed to even laugh and smile. And that goes for even, you know, police officers and people that serve that type of position of authority. Yeah. And there's such truth to that because I was raised in the Air Force. And and so I was raised by a father who, you know, he didn't show emotion. And so and then he modeled the behavior of perfectionism. And so my whole life, I grew up trying to overachieve and then trying, I thought, well, surely if I could just be perfect and I, you know, cause I came up during the pro bodybuilding world. And so obviously I was trying to be perfect with the perfect body. And I thought, well, surely if I would achieve that, then I would receive love and affection. Then I would receive acceptance. And, yeah. it, and it was never the case. You know, we've been, I, I'm glad you brought that up. We're taught to perform. We're taught to perform at every level of life. You think about it as elementary students here in the United States of America. You're taught that to be approved, you want to get A's and B's. C's ain't acceptable. And then you get a C and then you're looked down upon. And then you mm -hmm. go to the next level and then you get to the junior high and high school. And there's like, okay, hey, well, if you want to have prominence, you got to perform and be great at athletics or whatever you're doing. You got to be the best. Instead of saying, not don't be the best, just do your best. So it's all right. performance. Based. And then once we get to the next level of, of life, you're like, you're so used to performing, performing that when you get in that mindset, no matter how much you perform, you're never going to reach the ultimate destination, right? It's, it, it's a journey. It's the, mm -hmm. our entire life from the day we're born to the day we're dying, we were meant to be right. To become more right. To do, right. to be, to do and to have more. So mm -hmm. it's a journey of becoming. And I had this call, I had this conversation with one of my clients today. It's like, she felt frustrated. She felt just upset. She was having a rough day. I said, success is not a destination. It's a journey. I said, and I want you to just to imagine this, Cherry. I told her this. I said, just imagine that there's a horizon and we're starting to walk to the horizon. And all of a sudden you say, Daniel, I'm going to take off running before you. And you're running. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to ride my bike so fast that I'm going to get to the horizon before you do. Well, who gets there to the horizon? first no one does because you never reach the horizon right. it's something that right. we can see but there's always going to be a gap to from where we're at to where we want to be and so many of us we don't give ourselves that grace in the gap and we don't yeah. celebrate our victories we don't celebrate the the victories that we have we don't celebrate the things that we've accomplished and it's performance-based performance-based where in the reality that if you just enjoy the journey and you understand that there's going to always be a gap of who are becoming because we're always supposed to be growing. I was just in, a, I was just on a, on a mastermind here and it was, it just appalled me with, with multimillionaires and a billionaire. And he was just like, I'm still learning myself. And you could hear it in his heart. He was being real. And he sold his jet company to, to a prominent person. And it's like, wow, like I got it right. It's just a matter of becoming more to be, to do, and yeah. to have more. But many of us, we don't want to grow. We, we, we reach a level of complacency in our success. And then we start regressing, Sherry, instead of progressing. Yeah, I agree on, on so much of that because my own journey has taught me to live in the present. My own journey has taken me to an, an inner discovery of 
really tapping into the fulfillment that I want to, you know, be immersed in for today. So, you know, you, before we talked about overachieving and I thought that I needed to be out there do, 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 doing and hustling to make things happen. But what I discovered in my own journey of surrender and you use God, I, I mean, my faith is completely in God. What the journey God has taken me on is, is, is to surrender and allow in today. And, yes. and the more that I do that, the more I let go of the how, because I feel like the how is none of my business because God's infinite. God can supply to me infinite avenues, channels, and opportunities for greater and grander expression. So the more that I've trained my, you know, myself to trust that and to allow that and to expect that, the more whatever I need shows up. Yeah. And, and you said the key word there, many businesses don't succeed because the business owner doesn't want to surrender. They mm. want to they, they want to micromanage every single thing. And when you try to micromanage, you try to be in control, that's when you lose control and your business fails. You have to outsource mm -hmm. things. A lot of these businesses that I do and I go do my business coaching with, they're like I said, "Well, what do you outsource?" Well, nothing. And we believe this one lie, right? If, if, if your audience takes anything away in reference to business, right? The biggest lie we've been told is if I don't do it right, if I don't do it, no one's going to do it right. And we believe that as truth. Think about that. How many times have we, ha that we heard that? If I don't do it, it's not going to get done right. We've heard many people say that, have we not? Yeah, and absolutely. Then they, they agree with that lie. They agree with that and they take it as truth. And that's why they never grow because they, ha they have that mindset that says, well, if Daniel doesn't do it, it's not going to get done right. So guess what? There's Daniel mm -hmm. doing everything. And then they wonder why their business don't grow and they wonder why employees are disengaged and employees quit because nobody wants to work for a dictator. Why? It's like, why did you hire me if you're going to micromanage what, I'm, micromanage what I'm doing? Yeah, absolutely. And so how do you help people go from a closed mindset in business and open themselves up to win big and to change the what we call the corporate environment or business environment? What are some of the first steps that you help businesses or people through that? There's usually two major blocks when it comes to this and it's either strife or unforgiveness. Mm. Nothing's going to bring down your life. Nothing's going to bring down your business like strife and unforgiveness. If, if you haven't a good example of that was with one of my clients on Monday, today's Wednesday is um, they had some unforgiveness in their heart and they couldn't see it. And, and they were, they, they, <laughs> it's not funny, but it's just that, there's this, there's a level of self-awareness that sometimes we don't even recognize that it's there. And as we go through our coaching, as we do the one-on-one, -on -one, it's like, wow, I never saw that. And a lot of times it's forgiving yourself as, as, as we go through the, right. Cause it's, it's, I always do this. I always start at the foundation, Sherry, because if the foundation is cracked and the foundations have trauma, if the foundations ain't, ain't don't have the integrity. And I say the word integrity, mm -hmm. not from the, as far as moral integrity, but the integrity, the strength, right? Think of the, the integrity of a brick house to an, the integrity of a wood house, totally sure. different, totally stronger. So yeah. if the foundation of, of your business doesn't have the integrity to withstand those adversities that are going to come, not if they come, but the adversities are going to come. You're not going to have the character. You're not going to have the, the sustainability to act in spite of the things that come your way, because we're going to have problems. We're going to have failures. We're going to have setbacks in business. Mm -hmm. And so many times we treat those setbacks in business the same way we've done it in, in life. And you can't do that because in life, so many times we want to run away or give up and we're conditioned that way just to survive because of that lack mentality. And we try to do the same 
right? We use the same principles in business and we wonder why our businesses go out of business and why in 2020, many, many businesses fail because they couldn't, they couldn't shift their mindset to really just think of other ways to generate revenue because no business is going to survive without revenue. I don't care if you're a baker, if you own a restaurant, if you own a mechanic shop, if you're a speaker coach, whatever you do, if you don't have any revenue, you're not going to survive. Yeah. Absolutely. And so much of it is very much what you described. I mean, even, you know, looking at just forgiveness in all areas of your life, you know, because I like to say that everything is a vibe. And we know that's a vibe because you can walk into any any environment and you can feel where the person is in themselves or what's going on in the culture of the entire environment. And if people are stuck in, you know, judgment or discontent or whatever, you can feel it. And even like with myself, I mean, going back to that story with my father, I struggled for years because he basically, when I had my own setback in life, he instead of helping me, he said, you made your bed, you lie in it. You're responsible. It was almost like, you know, rubbing my nose and dog piss if I you know, was to put it that way. But ultimately, what I realized on the journey was is I could forgive, you know, whatever my judgment was towards him, whatever my anger or resentment towards him, because it could be my perception. It could have been me all along. But in my taking accountability for my own you know, attitude and my own thoughts in that experience and forgave, it shifted the whole experience for my relationship with him. Yeah. And you, and you said a key word there. You said the word attitude. Unforgiveness contaminates your attitude, right? Mm -hmm. Unforgiveness, strife, they contem contaminate your attitude. And we've been around those people that their attitude is just, man, piss poor. You don't even want to be around them because their, their attitude is no, no matter what they do, that their attitude is negative. Their attitude is nothing ever goes right for me. Their attitude is so-and-so gets all the cheese. The attitude is right. They, they, they don't approach it from a, an, an attitude of, you know what? I am going to succeed. I am going to have it. They, they approach it from the attitude of, well, that's not fair. Why do they get this, right? They see all the negativity in their attitude yeah. instead of seeing the positivity. And it's not, it's more than just being positive and negative, but you got to have that attitude that I'm going to make it through this adversity. I'm going to win no matter what. I'm not going to give up on myself. That needs to be your attitude because attitude trumps aptitude, right? It's not your mm -hmm. aptitude that determines your altitude. It's your attitude because I've trained so many people in business and sales and all these corporate trainings that you can have all the skill set, you can have all the knowledge. But if your attitude stinks, right, it ain't going to, you're not going to succeed. You're not because your attitude is going to trump all the skill set, all the knowledge you have, because you're not going to tap into that greatness, that excellence that we all have inside of us. Yeah. And that brings us back to what I was saying earlier, the moment and being present in the now, because it's in those moments when you, when you recognize that your attitude is out of alignment, that you can shift that because we've all got volition. So ultimately in that moment of awareness that we recognize we're behaving in a way, a habit that's not serving us, we can choose to shift that mindset into a greater, grander expression of how we actually want to communicate and be. Yeah. And, and a good example is like I mentioned earlier, I almost broke my foot in, in November and I didn't end 2020 the way I wanted to. And, and you don't realize how blessed we are just to walk, Sherry, like just the, and I'm going to share this on, on camera. I don't care because somebody needs to hear it out there is that first day when, when, when my, I couldn't walk, it was a Friday. So I didn't go to the doctor that day. And I, my wife took care of me pretty much all day, but I was, I woke up in the middle of the night and of course being barefooted, 
I, I, I didn't have any crutches. I didn't have anything to, to get me to walk, help me walk. So I actually, I crawled to the bathroom because I had to urinate. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you, at 47 years old, humbling yourself to that, it's like it, it just really opened my eyes to be like, wow, like how much do we, what, what else do, do I take for granted and people out there? Because we walk every day and you don't realize that. And I'll tell you, I really thought I was going to be walking in better within about two or three weeks, but I had crutches for three days. Then we got a scooter because the crutches just weren't working for me. But it really humbled me just to be able to take a shower because I couldn't even stand on my own two feet. And it was just, mm-hmm. man, it, it really helped me to appreciate how much I had. And then my wife was trying to help me. And it's like I wasn't receiving. You know, after a while, you, you want to fend for yourself because that you're just used to it. And the first two weeks, yeah. But then the frustration set in a little bit. And they're just like, well, there's a lesson to be learned here. And I was just said, well, what's the lesson, God? And I can tell you that it's really learning just to receive help on a daily basis and to really appreciate what we have. So many times we we don't realize how much blessings we've been giving, the opportunities we've been giving. We take for granted and we don't appreciate the things that we should appreciate. And I can tell you just being on that scooter, it's like I, I, <laughs> I, I to this day, I'm still like, man, God, thank you that I can walk because this is a true fact. I'll never forget, we, we, we're we having our Sticker Shock Speaking Academy coming up here on March 5th and 6th. And, Yay. Um, yes. And, and, and that. I've heard that, so many people talk about it already. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and during that time, I, we know we, we onboarded two clients. We sold two tickets. It was a great day of business. And then I thought to myself, I said, what good is it to sell these tickets? And I can't even walk. Right. And I just looked in the mirror and I said, yeah. God, like, like, thank you for this. But I just want to walk. Like, I don't care if I don't sell any tickets. Please let me walk. And I just, I just cried that day. Mm-hmm. Like tears came down. And guess what? He tested me in that. And he tested me in that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't sell a ticket for two weeks. And, but I started walking. And he goes, well, didn't you just say a couple of weeks ago, you just wanted to walk and that was better that you'd be grateful for that. So I just took it as a grain of salt. And I realized that everything comes to you for a reason to teach you a lesson. It's all about the preparation. And so many times when that adversity comes, we try to fight it. We don't receive it and we complain about it. And instead of complaining, which makes things worse, just ask yourself, right? What am I being prepared for? I think when you take that attitude of this, not this problem, but this challenge is preparing me for something greater. If you approach it with that attitude, there's nothing in life and business that you can't overcome, Sherry. Wow. I love that you said that because that's what I was going to ask you. How do you coach your clients or just people in general to work with excuses or to work with, you know, struggles that they may be challenged with and uh, and to overcome that despite the appearance? Well, it, it, it really starts with just cognitive reframing. We have a process that we go through. We do some mind hacks, but it's cognitive reframing to really change your associations, change the way you view things, change your whole perspective. Because if I can change your perspective, if I can shift your perspective to see things from other people's point of views, and because we, the biggest lie that we think to ourselves is this, is that our perspective is reality. And that's the farthest from the truth. Let me say it again. The biggest lie that we believe and we tell ourselves every day is that our perspective is reality. And I challenged one of my clients and said, oh, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, I know it's, it's wrong. Like, I'm like, okay. I go, let me ask you this. I said, are you a millionaire? Well, no. Why? I go, well, why not? I go, do you want to be one? I go, yeah. 
Well, obviously you don't have the right perspective because you're not there yet. And when you challenge somebody's perspective and they're like, they have that aha moment, it just really, then they, then first of all, you got to open the heart, right? To answer your question, we get our clients to open their heart because once you open your heart, you, it opens your mind to real transformation. And we work on the foundation of really just through cognitive reframing, cognitive restructuring of the entire thought process, and really to start seeing things from a different perspective, from a different angle, from Sherry's point of view, instead of just Daniel's point of view. And when they're, mm -hmm. when they, when, cause if a person, let's get it. You can't help a person that doesn't want help. I mean, we all, we've all sure. been there, right? They got to want it first yep. of all. And if they want yep. it, you just, you help them through that. You give them, you know, just the coaching that we go through, we give them some homework. We, we do assignments with them. We do mindset hacks with them. We give them the foundation to reach to, to, we give them the foundation to really shift from an employee mindset to a business mindset and to really see themselves as that successful business owner. And really one of the main things, why, another reason why so many businesses fail is because they have the wrong relationship with money. If you have mm -hmm. the wrong relationship with money, if you don't respect money, you're not going to attract it to yourself. And many people through their, through, through, through that, right. They have that scarcity mindset, that lack mentality, mm -hmm. the poor man's right. I call it the poor man syndrome, the yeah. poor man's complex or poor woman's complex. If you have that complex, you got to get rid of that. And many people that are not even aware of that because 95% of your life and my life, Sherry is made is created through the habits and the rituals that are already conditioned in our thinking and who we yeah. are. Yeah. I fully agree because I was raised on one level. My father was an overachiever, a millionaire, but he did not give any money away easily. And then on the other level, I came from my mother said, money doesn't grow on trees. There's never enough, you know, and, and money is the root of all evil. And so, you know, I've got both of these programs running in, in, in my mindset. And so a lot of it for myself was, is that I saw only abundance as green dollars as money what i later discovered as what you've been sharing with the audience here is about my willingness to grow and my willingness to open myself up to new ideas and new ways of being and so what i discovered was is is that i could tap into abundance just by walking out the front door and as i shifted my outlook towards abundance everything that was in alignment with abundance began to show up including money <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's a part of it, but, but I'm, I'm going to, I agree, but I also agree that you have to go more in depth because I, I've had clients that yeah, just like, sure. just, just, just like you, they, they, they say, well, I, I have an abundance of joy of love of, yeah, I get it. I get it. But if you don't have, if you don't have that money mindset, if, and if you don't yeah. understand that, right. Cause many people, you said the magic key right there in 90, over 90% of Americans of people in this world see money as evil. And mm -hmm. that's the reason they don't attract it to themselves because they don't understand it. They've been taught through religion or through the belief system that they grew up, right? These agreements right. that they've taken as truth that money is evil. And that's, that's a lie, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the love of money. But when you learn to realize that, that money doesn't make us evil, all money mm -hmm. does is magnify who you are at the character, right? Money right. exposes who you are. Let me say that again. Money exposes who you are. If you have a good heart, if you're a giving person, if you take care of the homeless and the needy and you're doing the things you need to do, well, money just exposes that to a greater magnitude. It magnifies it. But if you're greedy and you're selfish and, 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 you're, and you're that, that Scrooge from Christmas, it's just going to expose who you are. It magnifies that. 
But when you shift the thinking and you say money allows me to contribute, think about this. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be part of something bigger, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when you have, it takes money to, to make contribution. And when you realize that money makes it a good example of that is this past Christmas, we were able to help um, some several families. And I say that because people need to understand it's, it's one thing to say, well, you know what? God bless you. Hope you're doing good. Yeah. Right. I'll say a prayer for you. Right. Which is, which is good. Right. Right. But how more impactful is it, right? How much more impactful is it, Sherry, when you're like, you know what? Here's some money. Go pay your water bill. Go take care of some stuff. Go give your kids a nice Christmas. Which one has more impact on that person? Right. Totally. And, Being able to help and, and share. Yeah. And, but people, but we don't realize that money is powerful. Money, yeah. allows us, money allows us to contribute. And money makes things easier for you, right? Money answers a lot freedom of problems. Of freedom of movement. Yes. I mean, it's, it breaks my heart when people are struggling in their life and struggling in their business because they have the wrong concept and the wrong perspective mm -hmm. about money. And you're never yeah. going to attract what you don't respect. You're never going to attract it. And really just reframing my mind. I, I had a money mindset, but not to the extent that I have now. And of course, you're always progressing, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. but it's just, it's, that's what's really allowed me besides the grace of God to just accelerate in business the way we had our, our business is growing rapidly because of the fact that we understand that when we are blessed, when we do have additional revenue that a lot of it is to help other people. And when you have, right, when you keep the revenue moving and you do keep a lot of it for yourself and you give a lot of it away, but many people, they get something and they hoard it yes. and, what you, and what you hoard rots away. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So how did you, so use yourself as an example. How did you learn to leverage your own confidence around money? And then obviously take what you learned and now be able to help other people leverage their own confidence around, um, you know, money and respect of money. Well, it, it's all around principles, right? This whole world. How can I say this? Everything is on is based mm -hmm. on laws in our world. Everything, right? I, I have this, I have this these AirPods. If I let them go, they fall. Yeah. I have this pen. If I let it go, it falls. Why? Because it's the law of gravity. So when you follow the laws of success, the principles of success, mm -hmm. it's gonna show up. And this is what we teach our clients because once again, we have the wrong ideas of what we should do and how we should do it. We have the wrong principles, and the principles that we've been taught, they're keeping us in bondage, they're keeping us to where we have that poor complex and you mm -hmm. got to get rid of that poor man's complex. So we really go in depth and we show you and we reframe your thinking to really embrace the fact that, wow, this, I can have this. Right. And it's not, I'm not talking about right. some high in the sky. No, I'm not talking about, right. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about truly building financial wealth to where think about this, right. I, this is for somebody out there that that's being a skeptic. If I wouldn't have embraced this new belief system about money, how it's a blessing to have it, we wouldn't have been able to help the homeless and the needy. And, and, and okay, well, great, Daniel, you've said that already, but let me, let me bring it a little bit closer. So many, so many students right now in college have over a hundred to $200,000 in debt before they graduate yeah. from any university. And I can tell you that you build legacy with wealth. And what I mean by that is we've been able to send our daughter to college paid in full. Our son is about to become a senior at Texas State University. And I can tell you that he's not going to have the depth of, of most people, right? Pretty much 95% of his schools already paid off because we've had the, the blessings, we've had the finances, the wealth to pay it off to where he doesn't have to carry that 
hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in debt, like most of these college students are in universities. So, what better yeah. gift to give your family, your own bloodline, and and get, help them to build their help them to build their foundation? But it takes finances to do that, and we seem to yeah. forget that, and we think like, oh, well, no, I'm fine. Like, I don't need money. Like, duh, yeah, you do. You tell me, you, you tell me somebody that's happy, that's broke, right? And, and, and I'm not mm -hmm. saying that you can't be happy with your family, but think about it. Money helps you solve problems. And when you start really refocusing that in your life, in your business, and that, and this is the key that you, because we all have a value system, right? We have a big V right. here on our chest inside ourselves. And that value system determines a lot of, of how quickly our business will rise. And until you change that value system, you're never going to attract that next level of success in your business and that next level of wealth. Because if you see yourself, if you see yourself as, as a, how can I, if you see yourself earning $10 an hour, that that's all you're going to do. That's all you're ever going to get. You're never going to grow from there. Yeah. If you see yourself earning $20 an hour as an example, and that's a lot of money to you. Wow. I made it. And then you stop growing. That's all you're ever going to get. And the sad thing is most of us settle at those lower standards instead of going for more. I love that you told that story. Years ago, I interviewed Dr. John Martini from the movie The Secret, and he told a story of when he was holding seminars in his apartment in the 70s, and he said he put a love basket in the middle of the room, and he said he started realizing, what the heck, man, I'm only getting a buck here and a buck there, and he started to get all pissed off, and he said, and he, he said, he said he went to bed one night, and he says, he asked himself the question because he believes the quality of questions you ask yourself determines the quality of life you live. So he said to himself, what the F is in the way, you know? And he said, this voice woke him up in the middle of the night. And, and he said, you want the answer to your question? And, and, and the answer was, he didn't value himself over that buck or two bucks in the love basket. And he said he finally got to the realization he was worth $25, but he says that was a big gap. <laughs> Yeah, but and, and I'm gonna be honest with you, right? I I love coming on these shows because I believe in helping people, and like yeah. the same way we help our clients, right? Through our show to fate coaching, we do executive coaching and business coaching, and we're making a difference. We have over 135 Google reviews here locally in San Antonio because we get the results, right? We get the results. We wow. we solve your problems, right? Our my motto is this: is that where's the solution for your big problem? Where's the solution? We're going to figure it out together because everybody has problems and usually you're the problem. <laughs> so, so, so I say that, because, <laughs> but, but, but I say that because I love your laugh. That's so cute. something happened to me and my wife last year. We're in, I'm in my new studio here at the house. We're building a new one next door and we're getting that um, ready to, to be God willing by the end of summer, we'll have that built out because I'm really wanting to be nice because we're going to bring people in and have them record their podcast here. But the thing is that when we bought this home, we were excited. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And it was a dream home. We have the horseshoe driveway. We have the water fountain. We got the jacuzzi in the back, everything, right? Everything you can want. It's in this house. Nice. And it was a dream come true. But there was a part of Daniel Gomez. After being in this house, I started self-sabotaging myself. The very mm -hmm. house that I that I prayed to get the very house that I wanted, Sherry, I started complaining about. And many people, they feel undeserving. And there was a part of mm -hmm. Daniel Gomez that felt undeserving of that next level blessing. Mm -hmm. It's one thing, it's one thing to get a house that's, that's common to say, 
But when when God gives you a house that really kind of just sets you apart a little bit, yeah. I wasn't just I wasn't receiving it. And many wow. times we struggle in life and we struggle in business because we we, we we can receive to a certain capacity that we understand. But when mm -hmm. when when it goes to a higher level, we usually self-sabotage ourselves. And I caught myself, but I still had trouble. I'm gonna be honest with you, right? I had to work through some things. Yeah. But at that moment, I realized what I was doing. And most people don't realize at that moment what they're doing. And next thing you know, it's a spiral downhill and they don't catch themselves. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it's really important for a person to know what they really want? Yes, that's it's not that I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I, I mean, I knew I wanted it. I, this is this is so this is this is the other part of the story. After we were here in the house, we, we set up and, and, and we were looking at our vision boards. This very house that we're in, three elements to it, three things that we wanted on my wife's wizarding board, the house had. It has a white kitchen, the bar stool set up. My vision board had three elements that were in this house, three things, that three characteristics. We had the pool with the jacuzzi. We had the, the water fountain. I mean, this, was, this is what we manifested. But even though we knew what we wanted, when you don't feel you're deserving, you're going to start to self-sabotage yourself. And that's where most people miss it. It's not some people manifest it, but then you manifest it and then you don't know what to do with it and you deflect it and then you lose it. So it, it wasn't the clarity. It wasn't the fact that I didn't create it. It's the fact that we create it and then we don't see it and we don't receive it to that higher level of, of receiving, right? There's always a higher level, right? Your show is called high vibe. There's always a higher vibration. I don't care who you are. There's a higher vibration. If you make a million dollars, well, then let's go to 2 million. If you make a hundred million, let's mm -hmm. go to 200 million. If you make a billion, let's go to 2 billion. But it's a, it takes a higher frequency to get there, a higher level of energy. And once yep. you do that, you put yourself in the right highway. Yes, because think about it this way. If you have a highway right here, just to say you're, you have a highway right here, and this is a highway of just saying you're, you're, you cap yourself at $60,000 a year, and this is a highway here, and it's 100000 which a lot of entrepreneurs want to hit. Well, if you're operating with the, the truth and everything you're doing of, of this, it's not the same frequency as here. So you have to change your frequency. You got to jump highways and operate in that higher frequency, that higher vibe. Did that make sense? And that's where many people get stuck. They, they don't realize that it. it's just, a, it's a continuous growth. Yeah. You got to continue absolutely. to invest in yourself. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so it leads me into another question that I was thinking of why you were talking about. What's the question? I, I, I lost you there for a little bit. Can you hear me, Sherry? I think your I think I think your connection. How's your connection right now in Texas? It's good. I think it's good. <laughs> now I can, can hear, you, hear you. You like totally cut out. Okay, there I am. Can you hear me now? Daniel. Yes, can you hear me? Well, it's so funny. Well, you'll be saying a word. <laughs> you'll be saying a word and your whole thing, I can hear you, but I but okay, now I can see you again. You are <laughs> gone. Now I can hear you. Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you now. We're back. Yeah, baby. Woo! Let's do this. You're like cutting out every second. There you go. I think I'm up. I'm back up and running. It must be your connection. Yeah. Hey. Was and I don't know if you heard this because you were going in and out. Is is okay? What is what is the difference between being rich and having wealth? Being rich and having wealth. To me, I think it's this. It's like we have the wrong. We think. Did that you hear rich, what I said? Yeah, being rich is to me right. This is my my perspective, and like I said, <laughs> you're frozen. Who's to say my yes, perspective? Yes, you heard right? me. I heard you. Yeah. So so being rich is this. Being rich is it's just it's. I think it's more of a of a, of a material approach to life. Being rich, but when you have wealth, you're truly able to give to more mm -hmm. people. And you're able to make more global impact. I think when you're rich, it's kind of a shallow type of wealth. But when you're truly wealthy, you can make global impact and really change lives around there. And you're able to leave a legacy yeah. for your family. When you're wealthy, you can actually, if you want to take a month off, you can take a month off. It gives you more financial freedom. But at the same time, as you're wealthy, that wealth allows other people to be blessed. I think of, I, I think of Tyler Perry, right? Tyler Perry's wealthy. Think about how many multimillionaires he's created. He's a billionaire that has wealth and he's yeah. helped build other multi-millionaires along the way. And I think that's a good example of wealth because he gives to the homeless. He helps people. He builds multi-millionaires and he gives without expectation, right? He gives without yeah. expecting anything back in return. And that's a true definition of wealth. When you can leave a legacy like that and that can, and actually that's, he's, he's somebody that I look up to. And it's like, one day I want to be like him because yeah. when he can, when you can go and, and, and give to his capacity and help people to his capacity, and that's that's just wealth. But he's allowed himself to dream bigger. He's allowed himself to receive more. He's allowed himself that. And that's what true wealth is when you can really give it at that level and make a difference. And that's just kind of my example of what I think true wealth is, when you can really make global impact and make a difference. Not just a, not just a, a, a small impact, but a global impact where you can change somebody's life. I love that you share that. And there's something, there's a key word that you keep saying that stands out so significant for me. And that is allow when you can allow yourself, you know, basically it goes back to that whole idea that I was talking about earlier. When you allow yourself, when you're clear about the impact that you want to make on the world, that you want to help people, that you want to contribute, um, that you want to open up a greater, grander idea for other people to tap into that greater power in themselves. I believe that at that point, what happens is, 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 you know, the how becomes infinite avenues, channels and opportunities for that to be delivered to you. And then when you talk about that greater part of you receiving, I mean, you're just a, a, a cup open to receive and you're just sharing from the overflow. And I, I love that you keep using that word allow. Yeah. And you know, what comes to mind when you said that something when we first moved into our house, I was praying one morning and the water fountain there, right? It has a, it has a big old like head on the top and the water comes out from the top. And God says like, that's me, right? That's my blessings coming down to you, son. And it goes over this big old like head design of a flower. And then the first level, right? The first cup is there. And the next, thing you know, that cup overflows. And then there's a bigger 
cup at the bottom of it, the basin gets wider. And then next, you know, that cup overflows. And then at the bottom, you have like a six foot basin that's in diameter. And then that over that gets full. And that's an example of wealth. You want an analogy. It's that water fountain where you're mm -hmm. on top and, and, and you have the finances, you have the resources. And it's not just about money, but it's about maybe, you know, you bless somebody with the car and you make a difference. And then that person that you buy a car for, right, then they give somebody a ride and it makes a difference where they're not riding the bus and they're not struggling. And then next thing you know, you have a kid that didn't believe that they were good enough. And all of a sudden they feel like they're worthy and you really impacted somebody's life. That's what wealth is about. It starts from the top and it just waters over like the waterfall and every level of the basin, right? There's new levels. There's different people that you help. Some you help um, with a certain amount. The others you help in a different way, but it's just that contribution. Like I said, when I started, money allows you to be a contributor. And when you start seeing that money allows you to be a contributor and be making global impact, that's what wealth is about. It's really changing people's lives. Not just saying, oh, I hope everything gets better. No, let me help you get things better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it makes me think of, you know, I heard you say this, I believe it was on Clubhouse and you were talking about levels of leadership. It makes me think of the different levels really that could apply not only to leadership, but just different levels in ourselves. Yes, that, most definitely. Because think about this. Who are we leading every day? Ourselves, right? We're leading ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it goes back to it goes back to what I was saying in Clubhouse is we get stuck in entitlement. And, and we get stuck at that level mm -hmm. of leadership and we never grow from there because we, this is what happens a lot of times is, is we get a little bit of success. We've never had it. And then we focus more on the light that's on us than the light mm -hmm. that reflects through us. Let me say it again. We focus so much more on the light that shines on us when in reality, the, the light that shines in you should be brighter than the light that shines on you. That's what mm -hmm. it's about. That's what true leadership mm -hmm. is. And that's when you're leading yourself too and to helping these businesses and people around you. Yeah, man, that really speaks volumes to me because it reminds me of how I see the spirit of God is as I allow that spirit to live through me as me within me. And, and so, you know, when I open myself up to be a vessel to be spoken through, I just merely am out of the way. I'm allowing this light to shine through me so that um, it's like Les Brown says, so that it's almost like you're blowing fairy dust on people when you speak <laughs> because it's coming through you. It's coming through you and it's blowing out onto the people that you're speaking to and whatever level they're ready to receive at, they will. Yes. And uh, we don't realize that. And I want to say that again for your audience. The light in you should shine brighter than the light that's on you. And so many of us, we become micro influencers or we get a little bit of prominence and we focus more on the prominence and helping people. And it's all about helping people, Sherry. It's, that's what it's about. That's why we're blessed with the opportunities that we're given. And I'll admit, you know, when I first started my journey, I, I didn't make the best decisions every time, but it's a, it, if you're open to changing, if you open your heart, like I said, God will speak to you and tell you, hey, we got to change some things and you just got to change them. Simple as that. It's, it goes back to the word you said. Yeah. The word you said, I've heard you say a couple of times is surrender. And most people don't want to yep. surrender because they want to be in control. And the more you try to be in control, the more problems and more challenges you're bringing to yourself. Because once you let go, it's a lot easier. 
Yeah. And you know, that's, I mean, honestly, I feel like right now that's the true gift, the true message to people in general is people, I hear these words hustle and drive, 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 drive. When, you know, really my journey has been all about surrender and allow. And so I know that everything starts in here. And because I built the muscle of trusting that the more that I am just present in today, knowing that I am being taken to the next opportunity and the next person is showing up, whatever, because I've learned to trust that people like you show up in my life. And then we develop these friendships and these greater, um, you know, relationships to share together. You know, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the T word, right? <laughs> if there was a third ingredient that yes. kept people from succeeding in life and business, it's the T word. They don't trust themselves. So in return, they can't trust other people. Mm. And in doing that, they don't trust God and they try mm-hmm. to do everything themselves and they get burned out. And you have to have that. You have to have trust in your, in, in your, in, in who you yeah. are and what you do. You have to, cause no, no one achieves greatness by themselves. No one achieves excellence by themselves. No one achieves a successful business by themselves. It takes a team. And if you don't trust, you're never going to build that championship team. And that's kind of what we coach our, our bigger corporations with right is really building that trust factor and letting go of our past failures because so many times we don't trust because we don't trust ourselves because we made a bad decision and that shame and guilt it keeps us from trusting those that we should trust so when yeah. you learn to trust it, when so you learn share to trust with yourself, our audience, any, any, you know, things that we didn't touch on that you really want to just share that message with the audience. Yeah. This is what I'll say, Sherry is look, anything out there in the world is possible. You need to stop looking to the person on the left, the person on the right for approval, for validation. You're already validated. You're already approved. You're already good enough. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else because the people that you're comparing yourself to, they have their own unique. I want you today to start walking in the uniqueness of who you are. God gave you a gift. You have a gift that nobody else has. And when you start operating in your gift, whether you're a baker, whether you're a painter, whether you're a, a cook, whether you're a speaker or a trainer, whatever your gift is, walk in that authority of who you are because you have the God-given DNA in your gift to fulfill your destiny for that. And you'll find true happiness when you start walking in who you are and who you're created to be. So many of us, we're unhappy because we're trying to live the life that our wife wants us to live, that our husband wants us to live, that our mom and dad want us to live. There's so many grownups out there that are living the life that their parent chose for them. It's time you figure out what your gift is. And when you find your gift and you walk in your purpose, it takes you to your destiny. And if you need help with that, this is Daniel Gomez saying, reach out to me. I'd love to help you and offer you a complimentary discovery session and help you through this process because we have proven results. We help our customers get results. We help our customers solve their problems because we come from a place of truly, truly, truly opening our hearts to help you and connecting at a deeper level. And nothing is carved in stone. You can change anything in life if you want to badly enough. The question is, are you tired of tolerating the things that no longer serve you? Awesome. I just loved that. That was amazing. So I have your website posted on the screen. Go ahead and speak it for us as well as how our listeners on our podcast can receive your free gift as well, please. 
Yes, we just actually, um, www.danielgomezglobal.com. That's www.danielgomezglobal.com. It's a beautiful website that we just launched. And a free gift to me um, for your audience, Sherry, is um, go to danielgomezinspires.com forward slash seven steps. That's danielgomezinspires.com forward slash seven steps. And they'll get, a, they'll get a copy of our seven steps to fly daily. These are the seven steps that I take every day to get my morning going, to get my success going, because the way you start the morning is the way your day goes. And we would definitely want to add value to your audience, Sherry. So thank you so much for allowing us that. And you can visit our brand new website, danielgomezglobal.com, which is strictly for our business and executive coaching and really helping you to grow and scale your business and scale your life and to help you get unstuck and stop tolerating the things that don't serve you anymore. Oh, awesome. And for those of you who would like to find out more about all of Daniel's social media um, areas that you can go, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, all of that is on the show notes. So make sure you look at the show notes because you'll be able to connect with Daniel at all of his social media outlets as well. So I want to thank you so much, Daniel, for being a guest here on High Vibe Nation today. This has just been absolutely fun and amazing. Yes. So gosh, thank you so much. No, I love it. Yes, thank you for having absolutely. me, everybody. Thank you for watching High Five Nation. Woo! High Five! <laughs> Woo All right. And for those of you who'd like to find us on High Vibe Nation, you can find us at www.thehighvibenation.com. You can find us on Instagram at The High Vibe Nation. And you can find us on Facebook at The High Vibe Nation. Until next week, create an amazing rest of the week. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Once again, thank you all of our audience guests and supporters always for sharing this out all over social media and have a great rest of the week. From everybody here at the High Vibe Nation, we wanna say thank you for choosing to raise your vibration. And of course, please like, share, and subscribe. If you need to find us on the web, check us out at www.thehighvibenation.com.